This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. I'm your host, Matt Jones, and today on the Passive Real Estate Podcast, I welcome Kevin Amalsh. Kevin is a successful real estate investor and private money lender. He earned his degree in finance after serving four years in the U.S. Army, so thank you for your service, Kevin. And after college, Kevin spent two years working with Wall Street as a mortgage bond analyst before leaving to work in real estate financing for investors full-time. He and his companies have closed on over 2,400 transactions as a buyer, seller, or private money lender. He has spent two decades as a real estate investor and 16 years in real estate lending. He is the author of the excellent book, The 45-Day Investor, a frequent speaker, and has been quoted in the Las Vegas Review Journal, the Denver Post, Yahoo Real Estate, Denver Business Journal, and Forbes. So welcome, Kevin. Uh, what else would you like the audience to know about yourself? Matt, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm super excited for you, and I'm super excited to be here today, so I'm ready to have some fun. Um, I, I guess there's not a lot to add to that other than when I was getting started in real estate, I was fairly young. I was only 21 years old when I bought my very first house, and you know, I lived in that for a while, moved out of it, and kept it as a rental, and I saw the appreciation going up. I saw the cash flow coming in. I saw the tenant paying off my mortgage for me. And I just knew at that point in my life that real estate was going to make me rich. That was going to be the vehicle that I used to build my wealth. Um, and so I just really focused in on it and, and decided to do, full, do it full time. Yeah. I mean, I, I recently read a nice quote about, uh, I'm not going to do it verbatim, but essentially when you're working for somebody else in a W-2, you are their passive income. So you need to figure out how to create passive income for yourself. And, uh, you know, real estate is a great vehicle for that. That's funny you say that. You, it, you're their passive income, but you're also their problem. So I, <laughs> I do have employment, I can tell you. Uh, I wouldn't change anything, but there, there's, it's not so passive. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll uh, I'll ask them about how they're a problem for you when I see them. <laughs> anyway. Um, so are you currently, a, you know, a passive investor, active investor, or a bit of both? Yeah. So you and I go back a little ways. Um, and so, you know, a little bit about my story, but I, I own a company, a hard money lending company, Pine Financial Group. It's we're in our 15th year now. So that's really where I'm focused to, um, that's where I generate most of my income. Um, but I take that income and I invest it in real estate. So I got my start investing in real estate, wholesaling, fix and flips, uh, subject to lease options, all of that migrated more into the financing side and now I'm doing both. So we're, I'm looking at um, some development projects and investing some syndications, as you know, um, and some partnerships and that kind of thing. So I guess I'm on both the active side also uh, and, and the passive side. And then briefly, uh, how would you describe hard money lending and what it is? Yeah, that's a good question. So, and you know, there, there's an industry around hard money now. There never was. It's like the wild west. Hard money in this industry, there's no dictionary definition for this, right? So in this industry, it's basically just private individuals or private money to real estate investors. They call it hard money because um, it's very much associated with the hard asset and not so much the person behind that asset. So um, we're looking at the, the real estate as collateral more than we are looking at credit scores and income and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but it's really just a, a loan from one person to, a, to another um, in its simplest form. 
So it's a non-recourse loan, essentially. So if somebody defaults on it, then you you take control of the asset, but you don't go after the owner's uh, you know, personal assets, their home and car and stuff like that. That's interesting you asked that question because that's a lot what we hear in the in the national, like the national gurus, the people that are on the speaking circuit. They always are saying, no, don't risk, no recourse, no recourse, no recourse. Well, the reality is lenders want recourse. So we we require personal guarantees on our loans. Um, it would be rare that we would pursue a guarantee because we're trying to secure the loan with the asset itself. But if you totally screw everything up, you don't do what you're supposed to do, you steal money, you do all of the things that you shouldn't do. Um, we do want the ability to, to have that recourse. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, so what kind of deals are you focused on then uh, right now with the hard money lending? Yeah, for the hard money side, we're you know, we're, we're 80% residential. So we're, we're still focused on the residential side. That's my background. That's what I know and understand. Houses are pretty liquid. Um, you could get rid of them fairly easily, or you could rent them and cash flow them. Some of the commercial stuff and land stuff, that, that stuff is a bit more tricky. Um, so we're, we're looking at fix and flips still. We're seeing a lot of that, especially out in Minnesota. We're doing some new construction, infill new construction projects. Um, and then on the commercial side, it's all value add. So think about a, a vacant apartment building, for example, or uh, a vacant King Supers or a Safeway, and we're going to convert that into different use. Um, so we'll, we'll do that type of loan as well. And the hard money lending you lend out, is this all your own money or do you take on uh, passive investors for that? Oh, man, when I started this company almost 15 years ago, I was as broke as they come. So interesting my my background is i became a millionaire fairly quickly but it was all on paper right and you can't you can't buy a beer with equity in a home so i um, i was a millionaire and then i and then i lost it almost all of it in 2008 when the world was crashing in around all of us so anybody in real estate at that time suffered um, and then i had to rebuild from there but i started this company in 2008 so i didn't have money so i had to go out and bring private capital in i raised money from family friends colleagues other business associates and I would loan their money out. And so that's how the whole thing started. Now I do have some money, my money into it, of course, um, but we're, we're playing with $140 million. So this is definitely private individuals helping fund these. So, you know, if a, a private inv individual were to like, uh, you know, put their money with you, like how, how does that work for their return and uh, the liquidity and all that? Yeah, so I'm gonna take a, to answer that question, I'm gonna go back to the beginning in 2008. All I would do is bring one individual investor with one uh, real estate investor. So an individual note investor with a real estate investor and just put them together. The feedback I was getting, Matt, is it's not liquid. It's a little bit risky because there's no diversification. And the, the dollar amount's just too big. I have to fund an entire transaction. I don't have that in my self-directed IRA or in cash. So we created our first fund. And that was in 2009. That solved all three of those problems. It was a $25,000 minimum investment. It was spread over lots of different loans. You can come and go as you as you need um, because we had enough transactions to create that liquidity. Um, so it pretty much solved all of the issues. Now we've we've matured and we've gotten better and better and better over the years. And about 18 months ago, we had our first public fund um, approved by the SEC. So this is pretty highly regulated, full audited financials, all of that. $10,000 minimum investment. It's really cool, Matt, because it pays out every single month. So the, our investors count on that part of their income, right? So you get that every single month. Um, and then just like before, it's liquid. Nice. So they can you know, come in or, or come out as they need to at any given moment. 
you know, granted, uh, you know, with the note investing, they don't get the equity ownership because it's more of a debt play than than equity. Uh, but right. uh, the liquidity is really nice. Yeah, and, and you're right. You don't get that big upside or you don't get the depreciation tax benefit that a lot of real estate investors are, are trying to attain. But the debt side is the safe side. I mean, if things start to crumble, the lender gets paid first. I'd rather give, give up a little bit of return and make sure my money's safe. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, especially and uh, I don't know if we're in a recession or we just had a recession or one's upcoming. I, I don't know, but uh, but uh, in trying times, certainly uh, to have like the first dibs on the profits as a you know a first uh, tier mortgage, then you're you're you know you're going to get paid. Yeah, it's really rare for us to lose money on a loan. We've done twenty four hundred, so got a pretty big sample size here, and we have lost money occasionally. Very small number. Uh, but you're diversified in a fund, right? So even if you do lose a little bit, it's spread out across the entire pool. Um, so it doesn't impact the returns to the investors. Yeah. So what kind of typical questions are you getting from your passive investors? I mean, it's the obvious one is this a Ponzi scheme, right? You get <laughs> that one all the time. But here's the thing about real estate, Matt, and you know this because you're a successful investor also. There's, there's no more transparent asset than real estate. Like I could literally grab my phone and I know you're not doing video here, but if I grab my phone and I could go to an app provided by my title company and I could look up every property you own, right? And I could look at all the deeds of trust and mortgages on that property. So I know, I know Pine Financial Group has the loan. They made the loan on this property and I can go out and look at that. So that's, that's how you, I mean, that's safe. That's not a Ponzi. I can see it. And so that, but that's, that's one of the biggest questions I have. How does it work? How do you pay 8%? How do you promise that? Um, look, we loan the money out at 12%. We're paying eight. You can see there's a significant spread there. Um, and that's where, that's where we profit. We're a profitable company. Mm -hmm. So you just keep that, you know, you make money by, by having that arbitrage and that covers your operational costs and, and uh, you know, plus your income. Yeah. And we charge fees, right? So mm -hmm. Whenever we originate a loan, we charge fees. We have that is used to help pay our sales team. And there's a piece for the house also. But yeah, that, that spread, that arbitrage. It's exactly how banks make money, right? You give the bank money into a savings account or CD and they give it back to you in a credit card. They pay you, what is it now? 3% on your CD and they charge you 18 to 20% on the credit card? Yeah. Or the car loan or whatever. You give them the money so they can loan it back to you. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's great to be the bank. And, and I think uh, with passive investors investing through Pine Financial, they essentially become the bank. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So what kind of support do you provide to your uh, passive investors? It's what kind of support? So we have two different options. Most people go into the fund because that's public. It's fully audited. You have all of the benefits that come with like a public company. Right? We have to report to the, the government and all of that. It's diversified, it's liquid, it's a small investment amount, all of the things we talked about. So most people go that direction. If if you go that direction, it's 100% hands-off. I mean, we don't even cut you a check. We directly deposit that into your account. So you don't even need to go to the bank to cash a check. It's literally as passive as you can get. We also have individuals that want to buy notes from us. So occasionally we'll sell notes to create some liquidity. Um, and then in that case, we service the loan for the client. And if, God forbid, there's a default, our default rate is well under 3%. If there's a default, then we take it all the way through the foreclosure. And then the investor can choose to keep the house. Maybe they want the house in their portfolio, or we can help them liquidate it. Um, whatever it takes to get to get through that 
problem. Um, but for the most part, we just collect payments and send payments. Right? It's pretty simple. So I know there's a lot of hard money lenders out there. You know what? Uh, what differentiates you from someone else? You know, like why? If I'm a passive investor looking for a hard money uh, lender. Why choose you versus uh, another uh, hard money lender? That's a great question, man. I would say Google us. Um, you will not find you will not find even one complaint. And the reason is we freaking do what we say we're going to do. We're promise you an eight percent. You're going to get the eight okay? percent. We've been doing it for almost fifteen years. Twenty four hundred loans, low low default rate. We turn down a lot of loans because they don't fit into our criteria. So our our default rate has never gone over three percent. Um, so we just have the track record. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I, I, you know, I might have to go to Google and, and give the first complaint like, oh, Kevin is too awesome. <laughs> Real estate is all about adding value to other people. An easy way to do that is to share this podcast with someone you know who wants to do more passive real estate investing. Also, subscribe and leave a review. Now, let's get back to the episode. Are you ready for a speed round? Let's do it. All right. What is your favorite part about passive real estate investing? Oh, the freedom for sure. That's easy. I mean, the ability to do what you want, when you want, with who the hell you want. I mean, that's the dream. And what do you know now about passive real estate investing that you wish you knew when you first got started? Rental properties is not passive income. Now, rental properties is a fantastic source of income. It literally will make you rich. If you're in it for the long haul, you have a long horizon, you will become rich owning rental properties. But it takes, it takes work. So don't get involved thinking that you're going to just sit back and sit on the beach with the umbrella and your drink and be okay. You will have to manage, even if you have property managers. Yep, exactly. You have to manage the property manager because you never know if That's they're right. doing the, the you know, right in the way you expect. All right. Uh, what's a book that you can recommend to passive investors? Oh, you know, I'm actually writing that book right now. So I don't know what it's even going to be called yet, but there's not a lot of books on hard money lending from the lending side. Actually, there's not a lot from the borrower side either. There's just not a lot of books out there in this industry. Um, but I would I would focus on, I really think debt is the way to go, guys, because it's safe. It's safe. So I would try to find some books on debt investing. Yeah, and there are some good ones about that, about notes specifically, but uh, not... Yeah, you're right about the hard money lending. I, I, I've done a lot of research on real estate books and, and I, I haven't found a good one on that. Uh, and then I know that uh, you have a brochure that you're giving out on hard money lending. On, um, so you, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that one that I shared with you before we got jumped on this call is um, it's just a marketing brochure just to be real candid with you about the public fund. So it goes through some of the, um, the, like the statistics and like what exactly it is, what exactly are you invest, investing in? How do we pay the return and why is it so safe and secure? Um, so that, I think you're going to put that in the show notes you mm -hmm. said. Yep. Uh, but I, if somebody is more interested on the individual note side and you want to cut out me or a middleman and you want to go do this on your own, you could charge fees to the borrower to originate. You could charge a higher return than you would get in the fund. So it's definitely something that you might want to explore. And I, I wrote a little report about that. Um, and the reason I wrote the report, Matt, is because people go out there and they try to do this on their own. And they're like cowboys, right? They're just out there in the Wild West just shooting shit up. And they're getting themselves into trouble. And I saw somebody lose, not long ago, $80,000 on a loan because of some mistakes she made. That was her entire self-directed IRA account. The entire thing wiped out. 
because she made some mistakes. So I wrote the report so to keep more people safe. Love it if we choose to work with us, but if you don't, at least don't lose money. <laughs> Try to be safe. So if you go to thepinereport.com, thepinereport.com, you can get that report for free. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that makes sense, you know, considering like if you don't know necessarily what you're doing, uh, it's better to have a, you know, a representative like you doing it on their behalf. So, you know, you've done 2,400 transactions. So you've been around the block a few times. So. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to cover that we haven't uh, touched base on yet? Uh, gosh, there's so many. I know in, on your podcast, you're going to be teaching people how to invest passively. And there's some fantastic options with some syndications and that kind of thing. Um, I invest in syndications also. I love them. But I do think um, I do think there should be some diversification. So if you're going to invest in some equity type deals, I would consider also some debt, especially if something like this at cash flows, um, because cash flow is king, right? And a lot of times syndications promise you, you know, a portion of your um, your returns every month because the apartment building or whatever it is is going to be producing income it doesn't always work like like they think it's going to um, so just be careful and stay diversified yep makes sense and how can i our listeners get in contact with you if they want to learn more yeah the best way is the pinereport.com download that report i think that's a great start otherwise you can find us on at pinefinancialgroup.com all right well thank you kevin and have a fantastic rest of your day matt you're awesome thanks Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.